Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's New in Low Vision, brought to you by Airs LA, the audio internet reading service of Los Angeles. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and I am the Chief of Optometry at the Center for the Partially Sighted. And one of the things that we frequently do at the Center for the Partially Sighted is that we evaluate the latest in visual technology. And we have had the pleasure of evaluating some amazing new low vision devices. And the one that we're going to talk about today is called the eSight. Now, have you ever wished that there was a pair of glasses that you could put on that would allow you to see 2020 across the room? You'd be able to recognize the faces of your friends and loved ones. You could go to a play or to a basketball game and you could see the players but you would also be able to use this to read small print. Well, at last, there finally is a pair of glasses that can do all of these things, and it is called the eSight. Now, the eSight glasses are something that is really new and revolutionary in the sense that it is the only electronic pair of glasses that has the ability to focus both far, near, and every distance in between. What's really wonderful about it is that it also is a very attractive-looking pair of glasses. It reminds me in many ways of the Oakleys and some of these other sporting types of glasses. And it's really very, very lightweight. It weighs less than a half a pound. I think it's about seven ounces in weight. And when you put it on, it is so comfortable because it doesn't have all of these pieces that are pressing on your nose or your ears but it has a band that is like a sweat band that goes around your head and it makes it very comfortable to wear the glasses for a very, very long time. Now, the way that these particular electronic glasses works is that it has a very small camera built into it. And this camera will focus at different distances. And what you, the user, will do is you will look at two OLED screens. Now, these are organic LED screens that are ultra thin and they produce a very clear and high resolution image in high contrast. What's also very very special about this pair of glasses is that your eye doctor can also incorporate the patient's glasses prescription. So let's say that you're nearsighted or you're farsighted or you have astigmatism, the doctor can incorporate that into the system so that you'll have even better vision yet. And even more importantly, is that the doctor can also specify specific tints. Now, with this particular type of system, the person has something that is customized for him or her and is able to be used to do all different sorts of tasks, whether it's at school, work, play, or even on recreational activities. Now, we have had the opportunity to demonstrate the eSight to many patients over the past month and I have been very, very impressed with the number of people who have said that they want it. Now, this is something that very often people aren't ready to make these types of purchases on some of these new devices. But with the eSight glasses, all of these patients say, I want it. We have one woman who's a musician, and she said this is the only thing that would allow her to read her sheet music from the distance that she needs to. And that when she records, she would be able to see all of the notes, the lyrics, and the remote control panels that she's using 
as she's recording music. We also had another woman who is in her 80s, and she thought this would just be perfect for everything she needs to do. She said when she's shopping, she'd be able to see the cans and the packages on the top of the shelf. But also, when she's walking to the store, she would be able to see the street signs. She could see the different colors of the traffic signals, and she thought that this would be so helpful when she plays cards with her friends. So overall, our patients who have tried this have been overwhelmingly really, really pleased with this. And you might wonder, why is it that this hasn't been developed in the past? Well, in reality, this is not the first electronic video glasses that has been made. The first that we were able to test was from John Hopkins University, and this was called the Low Vision Enhancement System, LVES. And so people called it Elvis, like Elvis Presley for short. Now this was something that was very functional, but it was not in color. It was only going to be able to use one eye, and you had to wear a helmet. You almost looked like a Spartan from the old days, and people didn't like the way that it looked, nor did they feel that it was comfortable to wear. Later, another company, Enhanced Vision, came out with the Geordie and the Geordie 2. Now this was better in weight, but cosmetically, it looked like you were wearing a welding mask or a helmet on your head, and people really didn't find that it was that effective. In fact, many people complained that after using it for too long, it became too hot. So that particular device has been discontinued. And so now we have the eSight, and this is really revolutionary. It's going to change things. And to tell us more about the eSight, we have an actual user of the eSight, and she has been using the eSight for over a year, I believe, and she has been so, so invested in the eSight that she soon began to volunteer for the eSight Corporation after she found that it changed her life so much. So I'd like to introduce and welcome to all of you, Yvonne Felix. Welcome to the show, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, and I understand that you're calling in today. You're in Toronto? Yes, I am. Toronto, Ontario. So what's the weather like over there today? Uh, it's 13 degrees Celsius, so it's a little cool. Oh, okay. Because over here in Los Angeles, we had rain last night, and it's been so hot all week. So we have the one extreme to the other. Oh, I love Los Angeles. It's oh. so wonderfully warm. Oh, well, the next time that you're here, you got to come by the Airs LA studios, and we'll, we'll take you around. But I want you to tell me, how has the eSight glasses really affected your life? And what what was the kinds of vision problems that you had before you did get these glasses? Well, I'll start with what my sight was before I started using eSight. Uh, I had a central blind spot that took up 98% of my visual field, so I had peripheral vision. Uh, I couldn't see details by the time I was uh, 16 years old. I started getting into using Braille, and I stopped using a lot of the traditional tools like uh, CCTV and Zoom text to read and I moved over to more auditory uh, tools and started using a cane. Um, I, I did, you know, use what I had and I adapted, uh, 
But when I found out about eSight, from the time that I got them until today, I began reading again. I was able to, you know, go back to work. Uh, I worked from home before, which is a very comfortable place to be where you can control your environment. But the reality is, is that there's a whole world out there, and I had closed myself off from many opportunities that eSight actually gave me to be able to go into the world and interact and engage and, and move freely using the functional vision that I did have. So it, it really was life-changing when I got eSight, uh, being able to see my family and being able to see the faces of my children and my husband. These were people that were in my life that had, you know, that were new, that I, I hadn't known visually for 10, 10 years. And when I got eSight, they, you know, I got to know what they looked like as well as, you know, knowing who they were. Oh, that is so amazing. So you had never really seen what your children looked like because your vision was so poor until you had the eSight? That's correct. The first day that I tried it, it's something that you, I don't think anybody could ever forget this. Uh, my husband and I had brought home our, our two-month-old son from the hospital, and um, I had a six-year-old at the time, and I remember putting them up and looking up and seeing my husband holding my son at the same time without my blind spot in front of me. And what you is, you know, as anybody that has um, experienced macular degeneration, that that sort of object that's in front of your eyes, it's uh, I can't remember it not being there. So being able to look up and see faces and whole body, bodies and, you know, the details of of their faces and smiling, like it was, it was completely a life-altering moment. Oh, that, that, that must have been just so touching. And just the ability to see the faces of your husband, your children, your friends, I mean, that that is so valuable. People can't even understand that. You know, I, Yvonne, I am totally blind. I've been totally blind since 2009. And I just think how wonderful it would be to be able to see these faces and I, I bet you you were just so shocked also to see what your children look like. I was very surprised, and I think the one thing that always uh, I'll always remember is what eyes look like. Eyes are so descriptive, and they, they hold so much of who we are and how we react to things, and I being able to see the, the eyes of my children... There's so much communication that goes on that that does not require, um, you know, verbal communication. That there's so much said, and that's something that I I actually wasn't prepared for. That has actually shocked me is is how important it is to be able to communicate non-verbally with people, and and seeing that in my children, and seeing that they look like me, or that they look like my husband, and what physical characteristics they've taken taken on as well as our personalities, which may be fortunate or unfortunate for them. Um, It is. It's a a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to, you know, watch them grow now and and see those physical changes and, and be able to engage with them that way. That is so true because the ability to read body language, facial expressions, you could tell if they actually understand what you're trying to teach them or if you're telling them to do something, right? Exactly. Well, it's very interesting. Even I can just think about something that happened last night before they went to bed. I, I said something to my, my son, who's now nine, and 
he very quietly got up and walked out of the room and then stood at the doorway of my bedroom. And I, I was wearing the eyewear and I was looking at him and he was, he started shaking a little bit. I turned, I asked him to turn around and look at me and I could see his face and he was so upset. And I, you know, I, I had, I had said something just very, not even thinking about what I was saying to him. And, you know, I could see how upset we was, and I asked him what was wrong, and, and that that's a moment that actually has not happened yet for me where, um, you know, I've said something to my kids, and they didn't understand what I was meaning, and, and I could see that in his face, and it took a second for me to realize what I was seeing, and those those are things as a parent, I think, you know, I want to be able to be a good parent, and I don't want to make my kids upset, so it, it is, it's so, it's such a such a crucial part of our communication is, is being able to know, you know, what's going on in their little minds. Yes, and so many people, when they're thinking of visual aids, they come to our clinic and they'll say, I would like a magnifier so that I could read again, or I'd like a pair of glasses so that I could read again. But people often don't ask for something so that they could actually see the facial expressions of the body language of the children, but also as a, a mother, regaining your vision with the eSight glasses, it also makes their lives much safer. I'm certain that you now have the ability to see them, and you could see what they're doing when you're in another room, and you could make certain that they're safe. Oh, absolutely. There's there's so much of what you don't see that becomes almost it's almost like broken telephone you know i i can think of you know my son pushing a chair up to get cookies out of the cupboard you know i can i can listen for that but you're you know children don't mean it but they become very aware when they're living with someone that has low vision of you know what are the things that my parent is going to look for that i might have to get around so i could get what i want yes and <laughs> you know he's, he's just thinking he wants a cookie but when they you know, not hearing that chair, silence can be terrifying. <laughs> and so being able to see what's going on in that silence is really crucial. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. And how has the eSight also helped you outside of, you know, the household, doing chores and cleaning, cooking for the kids? Uh, has that helped you to expand your own business and your work? Oh, 100%. I remember within the first three months of getting the eyewear, I I'm a, I was uh, staying at home working as an artist, and you know I I would say that I was I was doing okay, but you know there are there are limitations in the visual arts. If you don't have full functioning vision, there are just some things that you're not going to be able to do, and one of those like being able to um, work in arts education, needing to read, and being able to work in an environment where people are seeing like Braille isn't necessarily that something's ready available or auditory books for visual art. Um, it, it's sort of an oxymoron if you excuse me for yes, the term. Yes. Uh, but being able to within three months accept uh, a you know, basically a job offer, I was asked if I would participate with the Ontario Arts Council Is in that uh, right? their equity plan and helping make the visual arts or art in general, general, more accessible to people who are considered to have barriers. And that required a lot of reading. And so, you know, I got the eyewear in December, and by April I was 
now working outside of the home. I was, you know, staying in another city and working with a bunch of individuals that, you know, in comparison had full functioning sight and who were also visual artists. And it was the first time that I realized that this leveled the playing field for me. This this made me as made information as accessible as I needed it and I didn't have to explain myself. I didn't have to take extra time. I didn't have to wait till afterwards and get notes from people. I walked into a room, I sat down, I was looking at slides and I was reading the same pieces of paper that everyone else was at the same time. And for me, that was the beginning of, you know, I've always been involved with wanting to help in research and development for anything that will help people who have uh, partial sight um, or who are who are blind and whether that be tools or whether that is you know access to um, art I, I was always involved and I I just I very quickly turned my head in the direction of eSight and realized that this is something that I want to focus all of that energy on and that led me to wanting to work with the company in whatever capacity speaking on behalf of them putting them in touch with organizations and eventually working with them and helping people afford the eyewear. Wow, that is so amazing. So you basically went from a woman who was legally blind, confined to your home, trying to do art, but with the eSight eyewear, you suddenly were able to really be an equal. You could read everything else that the people with normal vision were able to read. You could see everything that they were able to see. And how about the eSight eyewear? Did it give you the ability to see things in color to a level that you would be able to appreciate how artists use color? Absolutely. So it's, it's really, really interesting how that sort of developed. Um, color, from what I understand with macular degeneration and what I've experienced is that when things are far away, I, I lose that perception of color. But then when color is in front of me, like a box of crayons, I have a hard time telling what each of those colors are apart. And when I started using eSight, I knew I was seeing color, but I, I still, as an artist, I always mathematically created color for my painting. And so when I started seeing color, I would describe color as, oh, that's reddish-bluish. And someone would say, that's all purple. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, would, I would see colors, but I, I understood them as being a combination of such, so I would, you know, I would describe blue a certain way, I would describe yellow a certain way, and it was it was always um, sort of based on the color wheel, and now to this day, I, I have a very good understanding of what color is, and it's being able to see color and knowing that something is 30 feet away and, and being able to see that it's red, that's something that I couldn't experience before. So seeing objects, knowing what they are, seeing them, but then also knowing what color they are, it, it gives I it gives things life. It it, it really does wow. describe visually what what how the world is perceived. Yes, and my doctors who have all used the E site, they tell me with the O L E D screens, this technology is really amazing because the contrast is also very high and very clear. The, the contrast is probably one of the most important uh, aspects of the unit. And so I, I sort of have something called the, the Stargard setting. Um, and as I've gotten to know individuals that use the units in comparison, 
there's sort of these settings that you turn the unit on, and I'll turn up the contrast twice, and I'll turn up magnification once, and instantly, you know, the world will be right there in front of me, for me. And contrast allows me to see things inside and outside. It also makes makes images very crisp, and it makes it makes details pop. So if I'm looking at someone's face, and I can't quite tell, um, you know, what their mouth is doing, I can turn up the contrast, and that mouth will become very vibrant and and very real. Wow! So there's a preset setting. So if you do have macular degeneration or Stargardt, such as yourself, you could very quickly go to that type of setting. It's a combination of sort of learning what I need and then seeing, um, it's not necessarily a setting, but, but seeing familiarity in other individuals that have the same sort of eye diseases. So contrast is one of the things when you have issues with light, um, that when you turn it up, you have control over it. So it's so each individual who, depending on what their eye condition is, will go to a specific setting as soon as they turn the unit on so that they can see things right away. So it's, it's sort of, I joke around that it's sort of like different, it's sort of condition-related, uh, but it's also individual-related. Yes, I could understand that. Now, does it have a wide range of magnification, or is it just that low medium, and high magnification? No, it works through steps. So it does have a very wide range. And you're able to, if you have a, for example, if you have a book in front of you and it is, you know, 10 inches away from you, if instead of bringing the book to you, you can turn the magnification one step at a time and you can feel this as it happens. It sort of will turn and then sort of uh, stop. And the book will come closer and closer and closer to you. So instead of you having to move objects, the unit moves them closer to you with the combination of the zoom. So if I wanted to look, you know, 30 feet away, uh, it wouldn't, if I press a button, it wouldn't go completely far away. I would be able to turn the magnification up so that I could get closer and closer. So taking, it's like walking 30 steps towards something 30 feet away. I'm, I'm able to take a step each way. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, how about any types of color combinations? I know many people with glaucoma or cataracts or macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy, a lot of times they could see things better if it's a dark background. Let's say they're reading a book. They would rather have a blue background with white letters than reading black letters on the white page. Can you customize that? Yes, you can. Uh, it's funny that you say that. I I prefer white lettering on a black background. That's my go-to. So with the, with the contrast, you can also use a combination of what we call the binary modes. So you can set it to white lettering on a black background, a very high contrast of, a, of black lettering on a white background, yellow on blue, and black on yellow, and then white on blue. And it's interesting because in different lighting, I find that I'll use different uh, backgrounds. So during the day and light, I'll use white on black. But then if I'm in a dark room or in a restaurant, I'll use black lettering with a yellow background. Oh, wow. Is that right? That is fantastic. So depending on the lighting situation that you're at, 
you have found that different color combinations work better for your vision. I've, I, and the nice thing about it is that on top of being able to use the different colors and contrasts, I'm also able to adjust the contrast so that I can kind of control what kind of lighting is coming in at the same time. So if I'm looking at uh, black lettering on a yellow background in a restaurant, but it's still a little dark, I could actually brighten the screens as well. Oh, you can. Mm-hmm. So I, I can really optimize the vision that I have with the, with the controls and with the algorithms that the unit has. So tell us about that control unit. How do you change the magnification, the color, the contrast, or the brightness? How do you do that? So it's manual manual buttons and knobs on the outside, which sounds sounds pretty, more primitive than it actually is. Um, that's just my language, I suppose. But there's a magnification uh, wheel, there is a contrast wheel, and they sit at the base of the unit. And then above that is a clover leaf pattern with a raised button in the in the center. And so it it becomes very second nature to reach my hand down because the device is also mobile. I wear it on my hip on a belt. And I'm able to reach my hand down, and I know the control so well that it's, it becomes um, almost involuntary when I want to look at something that I, I just turn the magnification, turn the contrast, and then use the cloverleaf pattern, the buttons, for whatever uh, small adjustments that I need to make. Yeah, and I, I really did like that remote control because it's, it's a bit smaller than a cell phone. But you hold it in one hand, and with really one hand, you can make all of those adjustments very, very well. It's very easy to use. It's very user-friendly, and it's designed in a way that it it is a landmark. So, on for example, on the cloverleaf pattern, um, I sort of have a rhyme that I say, one, two, three is close to me, and those are the different settings for what kind of focus I want to use. And then home is far away, and that's my reset button. And I, I used that in the beginning just so that I wouldn't get the two confused. And it also helped me to uh, know which way I'm holding the unit. And it, it is, you can leave it on a desk, you can put it in a pouch, or you can put it in your purse. Uh, and it, it is, it's very uh, mobile. It's easy to, to take with you, and it's very easy to use. Now, how do you feel it is in terms of with comfort of wearing it? Now, you, how long have you had your eSight, and how long do you wear it? I've had the commercial device for two years, almost two years. Um, and the longest I've worn it is 15 hours, and that's stopping here and there and carrying my, uh, my, my plug with me and plug it into the wall to just give it a little bit of a charge because the battery um, is lithium, so it does. you don't have to drain it all the way to recharge it. Oh, that's good. And so 15 is the longest. Um, you know, 10 minutes just for tasks while I'm in the kitchen or if I'm grocery shopping uh, to look at prices and to read, um, you know, nutritional values is the least that I've worn it. And with comfort, I sometimes I'll wear it around my neck like reading glasses, and sometimes I'll just wear it on my under on my head uh, underneath a ponytail. Now, what kind of responses have have you received when whether your family has seen it or strangers see it? Because even though they do look very similar to Oakley sport glasses, they don't look quite like Oakley sport glasses. They're a little bit different. And 
What have people said, or has it been something that you were hesitant to wear it because it looked a little different? For me, I was never hesitant to wear it. I think having the type of uh, personality that I do uh, as an artist, um, I might be a little bit of an exhibitionist, so it never really <laughs> bothered me. Um, <laughs> having said that, I'm, I'm also very uh, I'm a I'm very involved in wanting people to know what eSight is, and that right from the beginning, and wanting to know what par- having partial sight is. So I've always been about educating people. Um, so when people came up to me, I'd never had a problem answering questions. I, I will say, though, objectively, I. I have experienced that most of the feedback from people looking at me, because uh, I can see them looking at me now, which is also very interesting, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is, is, has always been very positive. So when I've seen someone looking at me, I always smile back, which it's, it, it's almost a, an out-of-body experience to do something that you're not used to doing. Yes. And it's a little out of my comfort zone sometimes. Well, not now, but it's in the beginning. And I found that Smiling back or seeing people looking at me, and I can see that they they want to know, and so I volunteer myself to go talk to them. I don't know if any or all of it is necessary at times because maybe it's not uh, socially necessary, um, but I'm very comfortable to talk about it, and and the response is always really positive. People are really happy to know that there is something out there that if one day they lost their sight uh as you know my my message is that sight does not discriminate losing your sight does not discriminate it it could be anybody at any age at any time and people are very comforted to know that there is something out there and also that they have family members or they themselves uh have experienced you know either a an eye condition or um you know they've been just diagnosed one way or another the the response is always very positive. That is so, so true, what you say, that blindness or sight, it it does not discriminate. And I think that is so true. When people look at you wearing these glasses, they're just in awe because they have never seen a pair of electronic glasses like this, and they could see how well you function with it. You are doing everything that a sighted person would do with these glasses, Right? There's really nothing that you cannot do with these glasses that others who have normal sight could do. And and that's why I love you, sight. Yeah. That is so amazing. And for you also to be working with the is it the province of Ontario and, and their accessibility for arts, you are providing them with education about what low vision technology could do. Absolutely, and something this revolutionary and this new, and to be a part of a movement towards making art accessible and making it accessible not only the individuals creating it, but but the individuals viewing it and their understanding, and to have the ability to build a universal language between what vision loss is or having an eye condition that does not allow you to use your useful functioning sight in comparison to the language that um, describes full functioning sight and the visual arts and, and what art is, I think is an opportunity that 
technology that allows me to help develop that language for the future is it's it's really such an opportunity and and it's such an honor and I, I feel very grateful for you know being being born in a time where this is what's happening and it's going to dictate what the future will hold for people. Oh, precisely. We are we are truly so blessed to be in this time because these particular types of devices weren't available 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I know in speaking with Brian Meck, the CEO, that there's going to be upgrades and newer versions of the eSight. And I just can't even imagine what they're going to do to improve upon this design uh, in, in 2016. Technology, if I think about my first cell phone, which was huge that I had to carry in a oh, house yeah. on the side of my hip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> much much like the unit now, uh, you know, it's it's 15 years later, and you can plug a cell phone into your ear now and have it anywhere on your body, and it just, func- just functions for you. And I'm sure eSight will be that one day, where it is just a little pair of glasses that you put on, and everything is, you know, Almost, it's so intuitive, just like your smartphone. It knows what you're going to do next. And I'm, I'm sure that's what it will be like one day. You know, and one of the things which is really just so amazing about the eSight is that it's taking advantage of the modern advances in commercial technology with the high-definition screens, the high-definition cameras, or the autofocus. But it's also customizable so that a person's prescription could be incorporated into it. And and this is something that is really changing the lives of children and adults because with this device, people will be able to return back to work. Students will be able to graduate. And here in the United States, 80% of the legally blind are unemployed. And I strongly believe that the eSight is going to change the lives of so many. And the eSight... Now, the price of the eSight is, I have been told, that it is $15,000. And many times people think it's very expensive. But if you look at the benefit of it, the benefit of being able to gain an education or get a job or to see the faces of your family or even just to do everything in your life, it's worth much more than $15,000. What's your thoughts? I believe that it is so much, it's worth so much more, you're correct, than $15,000. I try to put it into the perspective that realistically it's priceless. All of the things that it allows you to do, there is no dollar value to being able to see someone's face. However, there is a dollar, dollar value to be able to go to work because you are able to sustain yourself. What that does for me is it gives me confidence. And it makes me feel productive and it makes me feel like I belong. And it makes me feel like I can relate to the majority of society, which is people that go to work, people that access education, and people that provide for themselves and their families. And the level of confidence and self-assurance that I feel in doing that is priceless to me. If I were to drive at some point or before I was diagnosed, you know, I was, my parents, my parents were told I wouldn't drive. Um, But 
they probably would have purchased a car for me or I would have saved up for one or that would have been something I would have aspired to to get me to work, to drive my kids around. And in comparison, you know, this is my vehicle to life. Yes. And a car doesn't mm-hmm. do the things that eSight does, but eSight does allow me at such a small amount of money. If I think about the things that I spend money on a daily basis, pretty sure every year it's more than $15,000 <laughs> on coffee, <laughs> on getting my nails done, or talking endless hours on my cell phone to, you know, my family member that I should just walk across the street and see. Um, These are all things that I'm able to afford because I work, but if I I didn't do those things, I'm sure I could buy three more eSight. I saved and I I actually started a a project making necklaces, uh, which acted as a fundraiser, but actually was a way of making money. It was a revenue so that I could pay for the eyewear. So it pushed me to, to out of my comfort zone to to learn about business and to learn how to, you know, make money so that I could buy them. And $15,000 at the end of the day is nothing in compared to what the money that I did spend in trying to buy tools or trying to make accommodations for myself for the things that I couldn't do before. Yes, that is so true. And here in the United States, we have spoken to state government agencies such as the Department of Rehabilitation, and they're very excited about the e-site and how it could put people back to work. And we also hope that through the National Medical Insurance Plan called Medicare, that they too will, will begin to cover this. So this is really something that's extremely extremely beneficial and we really thank you for all the information you've had to share uh is there anything else yvonne that you would like to share with the audience about eSight? i think reaching out to eSight and trying it is the best decision you could make and i would encourage anyone interested in yeah the technology just contacting us and arranging for that to, to happen and how can people contact eSight if they're in different parts of the United States or in Canada and want a demonstration? How do they do that, and is there a fee for the demonstration? The demonstration is at no cost. Anyone can try it. You can give us a call. Our telephone number is toll-free, 1-855-837-4448, and there's no extension. Uh, you can also go to our website, which is www.esightiwear, E S is in Sam, I G as in go, H T Iwear, E Y E W E A R dot com. Okay, great. www.esightiwear.com. And the telephone number for a free demonstration, one more time, Yvonne? One eight five five eight three seven four 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 eight. That is so so helpful. And if anybody is here in Southern California, and if you have questions about that, you may contact the Center for the Partially Sighted at area code three ten nine eight eight one nine seven zero. That's three ten nine eight eight one nine seven zero, and we could 
provide you with a free demonstration in the Southern California area. So, Yvonne, thank you so much for telling us all about the eSight, how functional it is, how it has changed your life, not only for work, but for pleasure and at home. And we hope that you'll let us know when the next version of eSight comes out so you could tell us about the new features, okay? Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. So on behalf of eSight and Airs LA, I thank you very much for listening to this podcast and join us next time for more on What's New in Low Vision.